When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, it does appear as if the Cowboys have their starting quarterback back in the lineup this week. Dak Prescott should be a full go. Before we talk about that, we need to talk about our wonderful partner over at Boomer Jacks. Boomer Jacks is the spot for whatever type of outing you're looking for. If you're looking for a spot with the family to have dinner, Boomer Jacks fits that perfectly. If you're looking for happy hour with the coworkers, Boomer Jacks is the spot. If you're looking for just somewhere to go catch the game, any game, whatever the game is, you're going to want to go to Boomer Jacks. The ice cold beer, the great drink special starting at $3. And Tuesday and Wednesday are the perfect night to go if you're a big wing fan. Tuesday night, it's half price bone-in wings. Wednesday night, it's half price boneless wings. So whatever your fancy is, Boomer Jacks has you set up, has you hooked up. Wall-to-wall TVs, live music. Like I said, ice cold beer. It is the perfect spot. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. Rhythm and timing is what he looks for in a quarterback after a prolonged layoff. Any way you can get that other than just the practice reps? Is there any way to duplicate that and when you do the work on the side or not? Yeah, I mean, just in film for one. Uh, just make sure you know what you're seeing. You get ahead of that. Uh, you got to get ahead of him mentally, take those mental reps. Uh, and then when you get out there, um, yeah, you, you just go through. Practice obviously helps uh, just getting the speed of everything, the timing. And uh, I feel like I put myself in a good spot. I had a good practice today. Uh, just excited just to get back out there. What were you able to do today? And after Micah's greeting, did you show him what you can do? Yeah, I think we finished the drive on a touchdown. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I did everything. I mean, I wasn't limited by any means. It wasn't a pitch count. Uh, I think I threw about 140 balls or something like that. That's a made-up number. <laughs> but there was no pitch count. And I was just, yeah, we're a full go. Now, just to be clear, you are starting Sunday. I am. And how? <laughs> I think anyway, so. Yeah. Dak Prescott speaking with the reporters on Thursday. That's a guy who's been itching to get back out there. And and he said that he, he had to admit, he said, really, the, the only game where it became really tough for him was just this past week against Philadelphia, which coincidentally, the game that they lost and the one that they probably could have used him the most while he was out, uh, but, but said it was really just this past week because the other times he wasn't medically even able to go. He knew it wasn't even something in his head, whereas this time he felt a little closer and he felt like, man, I could be out there helping my football team and I can't. Now it appears that he's back for Detroit. He just jokingly said there, I'm playing. And then, and then he kind of went, well, I mean, like I expect I, he's playing. Dak Prescott's going to play on Sunday. He's going to start. Uh, Brian, before we we take a look at I, I want to kind of take a look at how this offense looks since the last time we saw him. When opening night against Tampa, it was so bad for Dak Prescott, but it was so bad for that entire unit um, that, that I think it, it bears kind of just reassessing where they are from that first night. Uh, but but what's your expectation? Obviously, he's going to be a full go. He's, he's I don't think he's going to be limited in any capacity. But do you think they're going to ease him back in with the game plan? Do you think we're going to see the the patented? You know, it's always been the thing that uh, when they want to get Dak comfortable, it's that PA waggle, you know, that boot off to the side and the, and finding Dalton Schultz. I, I would 
If you're going to make me bet money on his first throw, it's that. Uh, but but how much? The Dalton think, Schultz, yes, probably. Yes, the Dalton <laughs> Schultz. You you do the play action. You roll out to your right, and you find that soft completion to Dalton Schultz. That would be my guess for the first throw. But uh, do you think we're going to see them largely lean on the running game early, set up some softer looks for him, and, and just allow him to get his timing back? I wouldn't be surprised if it went max protection and tried to launch that thing down the right sideline to see if Jeff Akuda or anybody else can make a make a play. No, I, I hey I, hey, it's, I'm, it's, I'm laughing at it right now, but I wouldn't be surprised. It's it's, it's important I, to remember. You remember when he had the shoulder issue in 2021? They came out and what was the first pass they threw? It was a 30 yard pass down the left sideline to Amari Cooper. So that's not completely out of the question to say. Let me show you what I got. Yeah, I I do feel like that. You mentioned the waggles, the boots, uh, you know, spot routes, anything that's uh, the outs, anything to kind of just get him a little rhythm, get him going, I think are going to be big plays for him. Uh, you know, it's it's so it's 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 going to be for the offense really so nice to have him back because the last time he played quarterback, there were so many things bad that happened to him and bad to the offense. Yep. And it didn't even look like it, it just kind of it, it the it opened up all those old wounds that you were thinking of uh, the problems and the things that we were talking about and you know there were so many questions about the offensive line and what was going to happen at left tackle what was going to happen at left guard how bad's the right tackle is the center really need to be replaced are they really going to be able to run the ball with this line how is Zeke in good enough condition? Shouldn't Pollard be playing more? Every one of those questions. And then all of a sudden you play the game, and then that gets hurt. Curse gets hurt. You know, gosh, do you have to trade for a receiver? What's going on here? You know, it, it was really the sky was falling. Yeah. Uh, you know, that I remember that post game, uh, you know, late into the night, just – like, my gosh, is this team just done in week one? Will Do I need to start looking at college players now? <laughs> you know, are they going to yeah. have the third overall pick? You know, uh, it, it, there were just so many things that went wrong that first night. And for them to be in this position right now where they're four and two, two home games back-to-back before the bye, and then two more games, they're getting all these uh, NFC North games out of the way. Yep. Two, two before the bye, two after the bye. And, you know, you got to find a way. You go 4-0 in these, these NFC North games, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good thing. I mean, the Giants have already beaten the Packers, you know. So uh, the Eagles have already beaten the Vikings. So, you know, the, you got you to gotta find a way to win these games and, and stay in tune. But, man, there were so many questions after that Tampa game and so many questions going into the Tampa game. Uh, they're they're very very fortunate to be where they are right now. Yeah, and let's let's just kind of reassess position group by position group where they are now with Dak Prescott returning versus where they were when he left. Uh, offensive line, Brian, do you feel better now than you did at the end of that first game? I think that Terrence Steele, that was his worst game of the year. That was Connor McGovern going out, and you feeling like we have no idea when McGovern's coming back. The I think Tyler Smith has been better since then. Beatrice has been good. It's funny, the the one area where you probably don't feel as good as you did at the end of week one is maybe Zach Martin, who's been a little inconsistent this year. Yeah, I asked you you this question on the G-Bag Nation on Thursday. I said, Bobby is 
is Terrence Steele the second best offensive lineman for the Cowboys? And you ask me, he goes, well, who's the first? And you automatically assume it's Zach Martin. And so I'm like, okay, let me rephrase this question. <laughs> is Terrence Steele playing? Is Terrence Steele right now playing the best of all the offensive linemen? And I think there's an argument that you could say yes. Yeah. You know, there's an argument that, you know, that he has has done an outstanding job, you know, these last five weeks since that debacle that he had uh, against Tampa. Yep. Yeah. And I think that as a whole, you got to feel better about that unit. I, I mean, I think Tyler, yes. I, mean, yes. I think Tyler Smith is better than he was in week one. I don't think we've seen radical progression. I don't think he's he's leaps and bounds better than he was in week one. Uh, but I do think he's improved as a player. And I, I think that Connor McGovern is a better player than the one we expected to see before he rolled an ankle, you know, seven plays into the season. Um, but right now, I think that the offensive line, you have to feel better about the offensive line that's blocking for Dak today than that was blocking for him when he got hurt uh, on that play play in the fourth quarter, which at that point was Matt Farniak at left guard too. Um, So I I think you feel better about that. Jump back a little bit in the backfield. Feel better about the running backs than you did in week one? Absolutely. I I think in CQL, you know, there's always the argument that Tony Pollard needs more touches. You know, we talked about again on the G-Bag Nation on Thursday. Does Tony Pollard need more touches? Oh, you'd like to get him more touches? Sure. Tony Pollard's an explosive player. But Ezekiel Elliott is playing really, really well for you right now. Yeah. You know, the physicality he's played with, the ability to block uh, on the pass protection stuff. I mean, he, he he's he's a he's a monster when it comes to converting third and ones. You know, those short yardage plays. I mean, he is he is really really good, and it's hard to say we'll take him off the field. Hell, he was one of your better players against the Eagles. He was on your offense. best offensive. He was your best yeah. offensive player. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, am I crazy, Brian, for for wondering? And I've wondered yes. this, given the state, given the state of the receivers, which we'll get to in a sec. Given the state of the receivers, am I crazy for thinking the best personnel grouping for this team is eleven personnel with Schultz at tight end, Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield, Gallup and Lamb on the outside, and Pollard in the slot? I don't think you're wrong about that. I really do think Noah Brown's got some clutchness to him. He though. does. He does. I really do. And the guy that's worrying me a little bit is, is Gallup. You know, and, he, and I'll tell you where Gallup is worrying me. I, I don't see him extend for balls. I don't see him, you know, I don't see him go get it. Uh, there's, you know, he's a long guy. And yeah. he's, it's not like, you know, receivers are going through him and knocking passes down. He doesn't body anybody out, you know, and and just protect. And, I mean, he makes incredible sideline adjusting, contorting, crazy catch. But you wonder, you're like, man, just can you extend? Just extend your hands, catch the ball, you know, hold it, and then, you know, get up the field. But you don't always see that from him. And he just too many times, I think guys like Noah Brown, I think they'll go do that. You know, I, they, I wish this guy, I wish this team had a guy like, and, and I'm going to say this, like a Des Bryant that plays with that nastiness and that gr- go get the ball. You're not, I have to catch it with one hand. I mean, 
Noah Brown made a hell of a catch that didn't count the other day. Yep, yep. But that's that's the kind of that's the kind of players you need Lamb and then also uh, Gallup to to kind of become. Which will and we'll talk about the receivers more in depth here in a sec. But uh, really quickly, last position group before we get into receivers, do you feel better about the tight end group than you did at the end of week one? Uh, Dalton Schultz obviously hasn't performed up to the level that you wanted. But I think you've seen some things from Peyton Hendershot, and I think you've seen a lot from Jake Ferguson. I, I feel really yeah. good about Jake Ferguson, and and while Schultz has been maybe a little disappointing from from where he was at, I think we'll, we'll we expect him to kind of return to his normal self once he's got Dak back there. They they've got a really strong connection. So for me, tight end, another group that I feel better about: offensive line, running back, tight end. I feel better about all those positions than I did at the end of week one. I'll tell you what the thing about Ferguson that's really really interesting is that you know he is. He to me, and I said this on uh, on uh, Cowboys Break today on uh, with DallasCowboys.com with Nick Eatman, Amber Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. The that five to six week period between the time that you and I stepped off the field at OTAs and stopped watching practice till the time we got on a plane and went to Oxnard, he took that time and got physically bigger. Yes, he got because I you know looking at his Wisconsin tape. He's like a, a linear 250-pound guy. And you kind of see, like, oh, okay, this is this is cool. But he's a bigger guy. And he's and he looks quicker. He looks, he looks the ability to adjust him, Hendershot. They've done a great job. You have not needed Dalton Schultz no. the last three weeks. No. You haven't. I mean, and I will say this though. You're gonna need Dalton Schultz, though. Dal- I, I, I I don't care. If if you have to use Dalton Schultz up and he goes away somewhere else, fine. But while you while you have him under contract under this franchise tag, feel free to throw him every ball and let him make every catch he can. Use him up, and then you got the guys, the young guys, to step in. And if you have to go get another guy next year with those uh, other two guys, by all means, go do it. The other position, the final position, the receiver group. Stunningly enough, because you have Michael Gallup back, Noah Brown has stepped up and played better. Um, CeeDee Lamb is better than he was in week one. I don't feel better about the receivers than I did in week one. The receiver group is extremely concerning to me. And and, and the only reason why I don't think the Cowboys are in full panic mode about it is because they're like, let's see him. Let, let's see this group with our quarterback. And yeah. I think that once they see the quarterback, but if you get three, four weeks into this, if you get through this NFC North stretch, and maybe a little before then. You know what? Maybe it's just these next two games because the trade deadline's on the first. So yeah. so maybe you need to make a decision sooner than that. But I, I think if you get through these next, you know, this little stretch against the NFC North and it doesn't look any better, it's like, okay, to me at least right now, priority number one in the draft next year is a wide receiver. Yeah, they'll probably tell you they're going to need a defensive lineman or something, or a linebacker. Let's see what Clark. Let me, let's see Clark. Yeah, I want to see Clark. I want to. Sc- I, I want to score. I just want to score twenty-seven points, Brian. Give me a receiver. Yeah. No, I, I, you know what, I, I, I don't know. They might look at this and say they need a center or something. I mean, sure. You never know. Yeah, uh, they, they, they need to get better at defensive tackle. They need to get better at yeah. center. But, but to me, when we're talking about the only, the only group I don't feel better about from week one to now is the receivers in terms of on the offensive well, side of I the ball. Feel, I feel better about Michael Gallup being part of that because sure. I kind of feel like that him and Dak have a really good rapport when it comes to those crazy ass plays that he makes. Yep. You know, and let's see if, let's see if, if if Dak could be accurate getting him the football, 
I mean, it, it's been a struggle. And I, I kind of feel like, though, that Dak coming back, if if you get to these two games and there's not really an improvement at receiver or they didn't get Lamb going or they didn't get Noah Brown going or they didn't get somebody going because of Dak being in the game, I, I'll come on this podcast with you and talk about names during that open week that we need to discuss to go trade for. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.